Hi, it's Encyclopedia Adam. Cool facts for a kids by a kid. Today we are talking about three of the coolest flying reptiles ever. Pterodactylus, Pteranodon, and Quetzalcoatlus. Time travel back 65 million years with me. Hi, it's Adam's mom here to assist by asking him some questions. Pterodactylus. Tell me, what's so interesting about that dinosaur? That it was a late Jurassic pterosaur, and it was one of the earliest pterodactyloids. Those are pterosaurs. Some of them had uh, no toothless beak, had a toothless beak, but pterodactylus had a beak with teeth, and it what and pterodactyloids also were pterosaurs with very short tails. And the tail on Pterodactylus was so short that you almost could not even see it. Oh, so are Pterodactylus dinosaurs? No, they're prehistoric flying reptiles. That's a family of prehistoric reptiles that were related to dinosaurs, but weren't true dinosaurs because they were able to fly. Oh, I never knew that. So. I've always called a pterodactylus a pterodactyl, and I've always called it a dinosaur, but that's not correct? Uh, there is actually, even if you call it a pterodactyl, you're not talking about pterodactylus. Like, you cannot change the name of a dinosaur if it's the name of the, dino- of the animal. Because, like, pterodactyl is, like, just, like, a name someone came up with, but it you're not saying the name pterodactylus, which means you're not talking about any animal ever discovered. So the correct name is pterodactylus, and the correct... The only name is pterodactylus. And the designation is not dinosaur, but... Prehistoric winged reptile. Interesting. Okay. And so if you were back at... What period did they live in? Late Jurassic. Late Jurassic. If you were in the late Jurassic and you saw a pterodactylus about to go on a hunt, tell me, what would you see? You'd see it perched up into the tree, into a tree, and then you would see it soar above the ocean and that scanning down at the water below. And when it sees the shape of a fish swimming below the surface, it tucked its wings in and dove at 150 miles per hour, plucked the fish out of the water, and took it to land, put it on the beach, and waited for the fish to, like, fry, kind of. Be It, like, the fish flopped on the beach, and then since fish can't live on land, it flopped, and then it fell dead. And then it waited for the sun to, like, bake the fish and to, like, get all the salt out of it. So then the pterodactylus could eat the fish and survive. Mm. So he didn't like his meals too salty. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And he liked them well done. Yeah. It sounds like. Okay. (laughs) And so tell me about um, who would it compete with for food? Or was it kind of at the top of the food chain? It was not at the top of the food chain. But it could fly, so, like, no one would, could steal its food. Oh, that is a good skill to have. But there was a, the the largest meat-eating dinosaur ever, Spinosaurus, was also a fish eater, and 
and it was like um like 15 feet tall so it may have been able to steal a pterodactylus's meal mm. so pterodactyls did they only eat fish or mostly only fish oh and remember it's pterodactylus oh yes <laughs> <laughs> you're right thank you okay that is so great can we talk about another dinosaur flying reptile flying reptile <laughs> I'll, I'll try to get that right okay pteranodon sure what do you want to know about him tell me um what was its most interesting feature its toothless beak and huge head crest on one kind of uh pteranodon it the head crest on males was so big it was as tall as a man whoa but and... it was not very tall it was like a slope what is a head crest it's like a is it a bone or a it's kind of like a bone. Like, if you... It's kind of like a thing sticking out of your head. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> and so, how would it... If it had no teeth, how would it chew its food? It didn't chew its food. It cut its prey in half with the side of its beak. And then, it did the same... And then, it chewed its food the same way a T-Rex would like how I talked in the last episode, it would jut its jaw forward, swing its head back, and slam its jaw shut to snap the fish in half, and it would eat it one half and then the other half. Oh, so that was a pretty common thing for different reptiles and dinosaurs to do, or just those two? Uh, It was a pretty common thing for prehistoric animals and animals today that don't have cheek teeth for chewing. Mm, I love cheek teeth. <laughs> well, that's another word for molars. Oh, that's good. And tell me about its wingspan. Did it have small little wings, the pterodon, or did it have Small medium? wings is the opposite of what the pteranodon had. Tell me about it. It had wi- a wingspan 20 feet long. Wow. Is that the longest of any flying reptiles? No, it's not. Oh, okay. Well, 20 feet, though. I mean... That's very long. <laughs> very, very long. What animal did have the largest wingspan? Quetzalcoatlus. And we're going to talk about that guy soon. Should we talk about him now? Sure. Tell me, how do you say his name? Quetzalcoatlus. Ooh. And tell me about him. I haven't heard of him before. Well, that's because mo. That's why I chose him for one of the pterosaurs because not very many people know about him, so they'll be hearing about a uh, animal they've never heard of before. Was he discovered recently? Is that why he's not as well known? Uh, he was discovered around the same year Deinonychus was discovered. Oh, in the sixties? Is that yeah, correct? In 19- okay. And what is the interesting about the Quetzalcoatlus? Its wingspan was definitely good. Its wingspan was the size of a school bus. That's 40 feet long. Oh, my God. Its, its beak alone was the size of a car. And it's the height of a giraffe. And it ha- it didn't have a very big head compared to body size. But it did have a very weird-shaped skull, in my opinion. So it had like all these air pockets and it like, have you ever seen like a Boeing jet that had like a, that was like two stories, but
but like the first store the second story was only like a tiny little like five windows in it mm-hmm. it kind of looked like that just the it was on the back of the skull not the front of the skull oh so that was a very interesting looking skull but it didn't have a very interesting looking head when it was alive could you imagine looking up into the sky and seeing a reptile the size of a school bus I can't really, <laughs> but maybe. Oh, wow. Is there anything else about the Quetzalcoatlus that you'd like to talk about? That a lot of people think that, like, even in a TV show I watch sometimes, it says that Quetzalcoatlus was a fish eater, but it was actually a scavenger. And we know that because it was discovered in, like, Texas, in, like, uh, the area that is central Texas, so not near the Gulf of Mexico or any ocean. So that's how we know that it was more of a scavenger than a fish eater. Oh, because it was discovered away from the water. Is that why? Oh. Yeah, there was probably like a lake nearby, but it probably did not catch the fish in it. Oh, that is so interesting. Thank you so much for all that information. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. Hop back on your time machine and erase the meteorite. See you later.